Freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome, Welcome one and all. Our- You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website, republicbroadcasting.org. Today is Saturday, December 6th, 2014. This show is live every Saturday evening here on RBN from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That's 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Time. We have a good show lined up for you here tonight. I'm going to be continuing to talk about the overall psychological dynamic of order following and how the order followers of this world have absolutely zero to do with virtue, have absolutely zero to do with true responsibility as an adult human being. I'm going to be talking about how order followers are the general bane of 21st century Earth and how that entire psychological dynamic needs to go extinct. It needs to leave this planet if there's ever going to be anything that resembles true freedom here on the Earth. And as part of this discussion, I'm going to talk a little bit about the current events that are happening in the United States, particularly the Eric Gardner Gardner situation in New York City, and talk about some of the dynamics having to do with our wonderful order-following friends uh, as it relates to that entire situation. I'll also be taking calls uh, probably about halfway through the show, so I'll give the call-in number here at the beginning, at the top of the show, for those who want to get in the caller queue. The call-in number to join us here on What on Earth is Happening, 800-313-9443. Once again, the call-in number to join us, talking about the dynamic of order followers, 800-313-9443. I would particularly love to hear from order followers themselves, although I doubt that they will have the intestinal fortitude to call into the show and take me on head-on. What I would really love, who I would really love to hear from, ladies and gentlemen, are people who are 
in a relationship with order followers. I want to hear from the wives of order followers. I want to hear from the brothers and sisters of order followers. I want to hear from the children of order followers. And I'd like to ask you some questions about how you see your uh, the person that you're in this relationship with, your family member, your spouse, etc. So who I would really love to hear from are people who are in any kind of an intimate, close relationship with an order follower. That's whose mind I really want to pick on the show and on the, the, the next several shows where I'm going to be covering this dynamic. So, that's on the agenda for this evening. We'll be getting to that in a few moments. Let me go uh, to a couple of quick event announcements. The Free Your Mind 3 Conference, the biggest event of its kind in 2015, coming at you April 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Sheraton Bucks County Hotel at 400 North Oxford Valley Road in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. Just a hop, skip, and a jump outside the city limits of Philadelphia. Speakers already confirmed for Free Your Mind 3 are as follows. Bob Tuscan, Clint Richardson, Curtis the Illuminated One Davis, Dennis McKenna, Derek Brose, Ed Fortune the New Jersey Weed Man, Freighter X, Freeman, Fritz Springmeyer, Jay Parker, John Vibes, Josie the Outlaw Wales, Larkin Rose, Mark Devlin, and myself, Mark Passio. I am going to have a presentation on the dynamic of order following prepared for the Free Your Mind 3 conference. I actually have a working title for my presentation. My presentation at the Free Your Mind 3 conference is going to be called The Cult of Ultimate Evil, Order Followers, and the Destruction of the Sacred Feminine. That's going to be my presentation at Free Your Mind 3. Also, just added to the Free Your Mind lineup, there's going to be a panel discussion group featuring Luke Radowski and several other speakers. And there's going to be open mic sessions at the end of the night, uh, I believe for at least two days of the conference. Uh, people who attend the conference will get approximately five to ten minutes to air their views on whatever they really want to talk about or expose to the public. And these sessions, these open mic sessions at the end of the evenings will go for approximately two hours at the end of the night, time permitting. An all-weekend pass for the Free Your Mind 3 conference, $150. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to announce uh, that the organizers of the conference have given me an exclusive to announce here tonight on what on earth is happening. You could enter a coupon code at checkout at the freeyourmindconference.com website where you can get advanced tickets for this conference. It's the best way to support the Free Your Mind Conference because a whole lot of funds have to go into uh, renting the venue and getting the uh, speakers travel expenses together to get them all to the Philadelphia area and to lodge them for four days in Philadelphia. So um, the best way to support the uh, goals of this great event is to get your tickets in advance at freeyourmindconference.com. And as I said, for the first time here tonight, I'm uh, announcing an exclusive for what on earth is happening Radio listeners, you can enter coupon code 93 at checkout 
when you're getting your tickets online for a $20 discount to take the all-weekend pass back down to $130. Uh, you can't beat that ticket price anywhere for a conference of this size and scope with whistleblowers from all over the country. Remember, enter coupon code 93, just the number 93, 93, at checkout at freeyourmindconference.com to get a $20 discount on an all-weekend pass. That's the Free Your Mind Conference. For more information on this phenomenal event, please visit the conference website at freeyourmindconference.com. I also still have whatonearthishappening.com promotional t-shirts available. You can get a, a, a promo t-shirt, which is a great uh, gift for the holiday season. It's a great conversation starter. It's a great promotional piece for my website in return for a voluntary donation. You can uh, find out about this by going to the news section of my website and clicking the email link that is listed in the article. Uh, um, and then you could email me and find out how to go about uh, making that donation so you can get a What on Earth is Happening t-shirt. There's also a donation button on the left-hand side of the whatonearthishappening.com website. If you feel that you have received value from the information that's been presented here on this radio show, through my podcast, through my videos on my website and YouTube channel, please feel free to make a voluntary donation to help support my work and my efforts so that they can continue into the future. And every donation is very much appreciated and will be put to good use. You can uh, do that by clicking the donate button on the left-hand side of the whatonearthishappening.com website. Uh, there's only two images for today's show. They're usually listed underneath the player with the broadcast or with the podcast. And those two images um, are for the Free Your Mind Conference. They're the new flyers, uh, really great artwork that has been worked up by uh, someone who has volunteered their talent to help out with the art for the conference. More coming at you right after this break. Stay with us. back everyone you're listening to what on earth is happening here on republic broadcasting i'm your host mark passio my website whatonearthishappening.com tonight i'm going to be continuing talking about the psychological dynamic of what is going on in the minds of people who become order followers what is order following first of all we really should define this we should define it very specifically and unambiguously so we know exactly what it is i'm talking about so many people will hear a phrase they'll hear a concept and they'll just try to you know go along with the definition that they already have in their mind instead of really sitting there and logically breaking it down and analyzing and looking at what it really is not thinking about it from the perspective that you want to think about it from, but actually define it. Actually get down to the, the nitty-gritty of what the dynamic of order following actually is. And what order following is, uh, unambiguously, is taking action based on what another being commanded you to do with their words, when in fact you are not first deciding for yourself through your own skills of judgment through your own mental processes whether that action is actually 
a right or wrong behavior. That is the definition of what simply doing a command that someone else has giving, given you, or in other words, following an order, actually is. So let's get that totally clear to begin with here when I'm talking about what order followers are. Now, since that is the definition that we have firmly established, okay, and I don't see how anybody can really deny that that's what an order follower is. Someone issues a command, the person follows the command. It's so simple, it's almost stupid when you think about it that way, okay? We can't get any simpler than that. It doesn't mean they're doing any kind of mental processes to determine whether it's right or wrong. An order follower does what they are told. They follow the command. That's what an order follower is. Now, what we want to establish is, is this what modern institutions of police and military and other government employees actually are? Are they order followers? And I would say absolutely, yes, they are order followers. Because is a cop or a, a military personnel trained to sit there and debate, philosophize, think, analyze regarding a dynamic uh, of behavior? Uh, they'll be the first people to tell you, we're not thinkers, we're doers. We're not there to analyze the law. We're there to enforce the law. We're not there to think about our orders. We're there to carry out our orders. They're all too happy and proud to actually say that this is the dynamic that they engage in. I've talked to many of them personally in the past, and I'm telling you, they're highly proud that this is the the way that they display their loyalty to their institution by not thinking. And I would say that goes for 99.99% of them. Okay, now there, there may be very, very few exceptions to that rule, so I can't say 100% of the people are like that, but I'm telling you right now, the vast majority. So let's, let's get that clear before we go any further. I'm going to make generalizations. I always make generalizations in my work. I think anybody that doesn't put forward a general philosophy without making generalizations is completely an unrealistic human being. Generalizations do generally hold true, which is why they're called generalizations. Most people in these institutions fall into this category. The other tiny, tiny percentile of people that do go against that grain often don't last too long in these institutions, folks, because the institution doesn't want thinkers. It doesn't want people that are going to question their orders. It wants people that are just going to follow their orders. That's what these institutional bodies are. That's what they're set up. That's what they're designed for. If you don't understand that, you're an extraordinarily naive human being. So the dynamic of order following is about skipping the entire analytical process that should come uh, right after someone is told this is how you should behave or this is what you should do. Or even if they're thinking about a particular behavior on their own. The next step should be looking at what the difference between right and wrong behavior is and comparing that behavior to that set of standards which is called morality. 
And this process is called exercising conscience. It's saying, do I know what the definitive objective difference between right and wrong behavior is, which we've discussed ad infinitum on this show, called the boundary conditions known as natural law, consequences, the difference between right behavior and wrong behavior, Right behavior is actions which do not cause harm to other living beings, and wrong behavior are actions which do cause harm to other living beings. Does somebody who's an order follower sit down with that set of standards, of moral standards, objective moral standards in mind, and then weigh the behavior in that balance and decide, here are the the behaviors that fall within the parameters of wrongdoing because they are an affront to natural law. They are things that are considered transgressions against natural law. They are things which are ultimately based in theft from somebody else, taking something from them which I don't have a right to take, murder, the taking of some other being's life, uh, rape, the, the, the taking of sexual free will association, assault, the taking of uh, someone's physical well-being that isn't yours to take, theft, the taking of property that isn't yours to take trespass, the taking of security that isn't yours to take, okay? You know, murder, assault, rape, theft, trespass, coercion, taking free will away from someone. This is, these are all forms of theft. We've gone over it, you know, until I'm blue in the face, basically. In my natural law seminar, in my podcasts on natural law, go back to podcast number one, listen forward, you'll come across them somewhere, I think in the in the 70s somewhere. But my, my point here is, is an order follower sitting down with the objective standards of right and wrong behavior and then actually weighing that potential action in that balance? No. They're skipping that entire analytical, logical process, the whole process of logic, and they're just going right to the action. I'm commanded and I act. Because what they really don't want is the responsibility of deciding and judging for themselves the difference between right and wrong behavior and whether the action that they are about to take falls within the parameters of right action. They don't want that responsibility. They want to remain little boys and little girls, little children who don't exercise personal responsibility for their own behavior and are constantly making moral justifications for wrong behaviors. Again, we looked at the word, the breakdown of the word justification. And here's the problem, folks, before I even break down the word. Too many people are willing to excuse these order followers' actions. I'm going to get into the the whole, um, you know, situation regarding Uh, Eric Garner as a case study, as an example regarding order followers and what they actually do and the chaos that they actually cause in our civilization. You know, but the, the bigger problem, even than the order followers willing to perform these actions, in my estimation, is people willing to justify their behaviors endlessly to a point where they'll actually support something that this absolute murderer did to a person living in America, you know, and they'll actually support that kind of sick, psychopathic, immoral behavior. It's absolutely disgusting. And I'm personally disgusted with it. Justification for psychopaths. We'll pick this dynamic up on the other side of the break, folks. You are listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on Republic Broadcasting. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Welcome back, everyone. Ah, yes, the great band Spirit Caravan there with the lyrics, Wake up from your sleep if it's your soul you want to keep. And that's the problem, folks. Too many people are still in the consensus trance that there's any such thing as a good order follower. There is no such thing as that creature in the universe. There never has been any such thing as a good, virtuous, or moral order follower. Doesn't exist, has never existed at any time period in history on this planet or any other. Does not exist now and never will exist in the future as long as you're living in, a, in the three-dimensional universe and the three-dimensional space-time continuum, ladies and gentlemen. There is no such thing as a virtuous, good, or moral order follower. Because by definition, if someone is following the orders of another person, they cannot actually be exercising the dynamic of conscience, which is to weigh and judge for yourself whether a behavior is, falls within the parameters of right or wrong. And if you are not doing that for yourself, therefore you are an order follower, you can not be a good individual. The definition of being a good individual is to exercise conscience, which is the willful choosing of right action over wrong action. Once the difference between the objective difference between right and wrong behavior is fully understood and integrated into the individual's awareness. But here's the problem. The problem is so many people in this sick, psychopathic society want to insist that there can be such a thing as a moral order follower. So many people want to make justifications for order followers' criminal behavior. And as we've talked about on this show before, people have to understand where words come from. The word justification comes from two Latin root words. The word jus, J-U-S in Latin. Really, in classical Latin, it would be spelled I-U-S. You know, modern variants of the Latin language will put the J in there, which, you know, that character really didn't exist in classical times, so, you know, it was spelled I-U-S then. But J-U-S, that's the root of the word justice, because J-U-S or I-U-S in ancient Latin meant law or right, meaning morality, to fall within the p parameters of rightness, within the law. And then the second part of the word, justification, comes from the Latin noun, facere. Facere means to make or to create. So we put them together, jus and facere, to make or to create right, to make up what is right, to create a new right, to make up the difference between right and wrong for ourselves. We can make it up. We can create rights where a right did not exist because it was actually an immoral behavior that created harm. But we can call it a right. Oh, don't you know, police have rights that other individuals don't have. They're allowed to do things to people that other people would be jailed for, that other people would be seen as a criminal or a murderer for, but somehow they possess rights that other people don't have. You know, this is what justification is. Creating a right that does not exist. 
And this is the problem is that too many people in our society want to make excuses for these psychopathic criminals. They want to let them off the hook because you're in uniform. You're just doing your job. You're just following orders. Well, guess what? That's not a justification. And just following orders and or just doing my job or however way that a member of one of these cults, because that's what they are, cult members, wants to word this, okay? Just following orders, just doing my job, none of these are ever valid excuses or justifications for immoral, criminal, psychopathic behavior and should never be accepted as such. And therein lies the problem is that too many people just will accept that as a justification. And the, those people are arguably more asleep than the order followers themselves. And I, I actually, in many cases, will get angrier at looking at the rationales and justifications of these Nazi lovers. Let's just call these people what they really are, folks. Let's stop euphemizing things. Let's stop trying to be nice to people because we don't want to upset their delicate sensibilities. They're Nazi lovers. That's what people who support order followers are. You're Nazi lovers. And that's what you've always been. You're the same people who caused something like Nazi Germany. By not speaking out. By not getting up in an order follower's face and telling him he was full of crap. And that what he was doing was wrong and immoral. You know, there's, there's a, a, a phrase, I can't really remember who said it off the top of my head. Maybe someone could call in and refresh my memory. But the phrase goes something akin to, there is a very special place reserved in hell for people who remain silent during times of moral crisis. And that's where we're all at, ladies and gentlemen, in this society. We are in a time of moral crisis, and too many people are remaining silent. They won't speak out. They won't speak out to their friends, their family members. They won't get up in an order follower's face and tell them what they're doing is nonsense and wrong. And that's the problem. Therein lies the actual crux of the problem. The lack of communication between people as human beings. Because... I don't want to cause waves. I don't want to make people upset. I want to be looked at favorably by these people. I don't want them to see me as the odd man out or somebody who rocks the boat. Well, that therein lies the, the basic underlying causal factor of the problem. Fear. Not wanting to get up and engage somebody. And call things what they really are without euphemism. Because I'm done with this society. In case you can't hear it in my voice over the last few weeks. I'm done with what's going on. And anybody who can't feel moral outrage through righteous indignation, through righteous anger about what is going on in this country and in the world has had something fundamental to being human robbed from them. It has been broken from them. It has been stolen from them. It has been conditioned out of them. And that's a choice, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, It's a choice to fall for that conditioning and mind control. 
So if you can't feel righteous anger for what's going on in this country, you have absolutely no idea what's going on. Like the saying goes, those who aren't outraged aren't paying attention. If you're not outraged, you are totally unconscious. And people will say they can't stand to hear me for any length of time because I display some emotion and outrage over the moral atrocities taking place in our name, right under our nose, in this country that was supposed to be founded on freedom and equality under natural law. You're an immoral person if you're not angry about it. How about that? How about that? You know, I know so many people. I'm telling you, I know and see individuals in my life. Ladies and gentlemen, there are people that I have met in my life and know personally that I have never seen them express the emotion of anger, ever, ever. And that's not a person who has attained any level of self-mastery or spiritual enlightenment. That is a person who is fundamentally broken in the brain. They're fundamentally broken in the psyche because they can't express that emotion of righteous outrage when people are being murdered every day in this country. Murdered by police. Now you look at this example of Eric Garner, okay? Choked to death because God forbid... He sold loose cigarettes without a license and taxation while we robbed from the God-men international banker tax wage slavery. Masters are... How dare you take pennies away from our masters in this world? What are you thinking? You're some sort of a free being that can interact with someone else voluntarily and be left alone? You're insane. It surely deserves being choked to death, don't you think, folks? People in this country are clowned. They're clowned by how backwards they think. We'll pick this up on the other side. Stay right there. Yes, there is a code of silence, ladies and gentlemen, and let me tell you where it really lies. It lies in the hearts of the people who don't want to come out and speak out against this immoral system of corruption and order following. There's where the code of silence is at. That's where it has to be broken. And you know where else it's at? It's inside this cult itself. The cult of order followers. We need to stop calling this an institution. We need to stop calling these people police. We need to stop calling these people soldiers. We need to stop calling them 
quote-unquote public servants, they're most certainly not that. We need to start calling them what they really are, cult members. That's what order followers are, cult members. I've gone on the show in the past, I've done podcasts on it to explain the very techniques that cults throughout the ages have used to brainwash willing followers. Done whole shows on this. Maybe it's a good time to reiterate some of these basic techniques. Because this is what people don't understand. You're dealing with a cult that is operating among you. And moreover than that, you're dealing with something that the people who did their best to try to bring a basic understanding of what would be required to keep any level of freedom active on this land, okay, continuously warned us about. The founders of this country continuously warned the people, do not allow a standing army to rise up in your midst. Continuously warned us to not allow that dynamic to happen. Less than 200 years later, we have a standing army living among us in the form of militarized police forces. They constitute a standing army. This absolute communist, Michael Bloomberg, came out and so much bragged about this dynamic the other day. He said, "At, at our disposal, we have an army. Use the term army to describe the New York Police Department. And he said it's the seventh largest standing army in the world. And this is what we've allowed to rise up in our midst in America. And that's what the militia was supposed to be on guard against. That's what it was supposed to be used to defend against. The rise of a standing army in our presence, which the founders continuously warned against. And that's why even provisions in the Constitution stipulate that if an army needs to be raised, it needs to be dissolved after the war is fought. But no, we keep a continuous standing army. And we keep an even more infinitely dangerous standing army in the form of militarized police presence in every major city in the country. They constitute a standing army, and moreover, what they really actually constitute, ladies and gentlemen, is a cult. They are a tight-knit cult that has tentacles in every city, every town in America. And the techniques that are used to put people into this indoctrinated mindset, into this cult mindset, are the exact same induction techniques that are used for any cult throughout time. The exact same techniques. And they're It's a piece of cake to use these techniques on people who want to give away their personal responsibility to judge for themselves the objective difference between right and wrong behavior. Or in other words, who don't want to exercise conscience. It's a piece of cake. Because what you essentially have on your hands when you have a person like that is a child who wants to be led. That's the psychological dynamic at work here, folks. These are children who have never grown up. 
They want to be led. They don't have any personal responsibility. They don't care what their actions are causing to other people in the form of pain and suffering. They don't care about the difference between right and wrong. They want somebody else to tell them what to do so they could just do it without having to think for themselves. That's called a child who does not want to grow up and take on personal responsibility for themselves. And nobody's going to tell me any differently about what that psychological dynamic is because I've just given it to you straight about exactly what that dynamic is. That's exactly what it is. And when you have a bunch of little pathetic children on your hands that don't want to grow up, a cult that is based on ancient occultic techniques of brainwashing and mind control and ancient subversive psychology... It is a piece of cake for a cult like that to totally do a number on these people's minds and turn them into robot soldiers. And that's exactly what the dark occultists of this world have done. They own these people. They own this cult of order followers. They own this cult. And they're only too happy to brag about it. They'll brag about it in words to people who are within their circle of of followers and they'll brag about it wordlessly through ritual and symbol through symbolism subversive symbolism that they plaster all over these idiot followers that they have amassed only too happy to tell them that they're their animals that they're their pets that they're their dogs that they command on chains and leashes they're a joke and the techniques are the same throughout history. It doesn't matter what geographic region of the world. It doesn't matter what time period of the world. The techniques are the same. And the dark occultists who use these techniques to bring these cult members into their thrall never vary. They never waver. They never change. Why would they need to change their techniques? They work. They work upon the simpleton mindset of these people. When you have the mindset of a child and then you have people who have ancient advanced knowledge of human psychology and are willing to use it to manipulate people, it's a, it's a joke. It's a piece of cake. It's a game to these people. It's hardly even a challenge. The techniques remain the same. Basic techniques throughout history have been used to indoctrinate cult members. Isolation. Herd conformity indoctrination through repetition saying the same thing over and over again until they believe it and using techniques of trauma physical and emotional against them isolation conformity repetition and trauma say them with me folks Learn the techniques of cults because that's how these people are made. This is how order followers are made. Isolation from the rest of society. Put them into an us versus them mentality. Get them to see everything as either part of the group or it's outside of the group. Demonize the outsiders. Outsiders don't belong. They're not one of us. It's us versus them. If you could physically separate them from the community by putting them in a camp, all the better. All the better. And these people can't see that that's what they are. 
They can't see. They're in a cult already. Police and military, you are cult members. It doesn't make a difference if you agree. That's true. You don't need to agree with it. It's what these institutions are. You're in a cult, boy. You're in a cult. Isolate them from the whole population. Create an us versus them mentality. Demonize any outsiders. They're they're not us. Conformity. No individuality will be tolerated. Break down the old identity. Give them uniforms. Give them the exact same look. Shave all their ha- their head off their the hair off their head. Make them run through drills. Teach them songs where they say all say the same things at the same time. It's called being a total conformist robot. We'll pick up these techniques on the other side of the break. Stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back. back everyone you're listening to what on earth is happening here on rbn i'm your host mark passio my website what on earth is happening.com and i'm in a fairly serious mood this evening as i've been for the last pretty good amount of time because of what i see going on in america today that absolutely is disgusting And anybody who's not completely disgusted and outraged is an unconscious being. Period. I want to talk a little bit more about the techniques of cults that are used on the zombified, brainwashed population of cult members out there in the police and military. You know, I want to talk a little bit more about the people who support these people, if you even want to call them people the justifications that they make for their behaviors or what what I would call the fundamentally false axioms that they believe in like they're not all bad they're not all bad all order followers are bad folks the dynamic of order following is bad that's what makes somebody a bad person they're willing to follow somebody else's orders By definition, that's bad. That's immoral. This is what people can't understand because they can't logically process knowledge. They can't think. You can't make the conscious realization that if you are taking an action without actually weighing whether it is a right or wrong behavior first and you're just following an order from someone else, you don't understand that's what makes somebody a bad person. You have no idea what spirituality is at all. At all. 
How about this fundamentally false axiom? It's not them that are actually bad or evil, it's just their behaviors or their actions that are bad or evil. That's like saying, oh, Nazis weren't bad people, just what they did was bad. No, that doesn't make them a bad person. Oh, really? You can't be defined by your behavior. Well, what better way of defining whether a person is a good or bad being than their behavior? Huh? You want to come up with some different, better criteria for that? I mean, just think about how illogical this is. It's insanity. It's brainwashing. It's mind control. To spit out this garbage. Totally flawed axioms that people don't even think because it's just rote coming out of their mouth like verbal diarrhea. Then you have all the absolute mental midgets who don't understand moral culpability or responsibility. They want to think it's all the politicians' fault. Well, hell, the politicians ordered these police to go and shut down the illegal sales of Lucy cigarettes on the street. God forbid. How dare we do this against our masters? We certainly have to send armies of people to choke people into unconsciousness and death, most certainly, to put this absolutely horrific behavior to an end. You know, we can't have people interacting, you know, through uh, voluntary interaction on the street with goods uh, without the approval of their owners and lords. How dare we? You know, and people want to say, that's the politician? Oh, I don't write the law. I just enforce the law. That's called, I'm just a mindless drone robot dog who does what I'm told, whether it's right or wrong. It's a joke. It's a disgrace. And the people who still don't understand this dynamic are completely unconscious and asleep. And that's the fundamental nature of the problem, folks. Is too many people support the actions of this cult and support the members of this cult personally. When what you got to say to evil is it's all a crock of crap. You got to say no definitively to evil. You got to say, I'm not having any of it. I'm not going to tolerate any of it. And you got to get up in people's face who engage in the dynamic of evil and say, this is unacceptable behavior. And it will stop. We will stop it. Because this is not going to continue to go on in this country unchallenged. And I'll guarantee it. If it's the last thing I do in this life, I will whip people into action to stop this dynamic. Or I'll die trying. We're real short on time, folks. You don't understand what time it is? It's 11.59.59. And you better start to understand it. People who can't get angry. You're not angry now? What would it take for you to stand up as a real man or a real woman? What would it take? Nothing. Because you're a slave who likes being a slave. 
That's all it comes down to. You don't have a drop of courage inside of you. That's what somebody who never gets angry is. A coward. A coward. So what happened with this Eric Garner situation is a politician gave an order. We can't have these slaves on the street voluntarily interacting with each other because we're not getting a cut. How dare they think that they can keep the product of their exchanges with each other without paying us a a, a duty, without paying us our extortion fee. Slaves might get the idea they're no longer slaves. So get out on the street and harass them and put this practice to an end and stop them by whatever amount of force called violence that you don't actually have a right to engage in that you need to engage in to make them stop doing what they actually have a right to do. There ain't no human being that interacted with Eric Gardner that he physically conducted violence against and anybody wants to say that he was conducting a wrong behavior you're talking out your ass and you don't know what you're talking about because you don't know the difference between right and wrong behavior if that's what you think and if you think that and you think what was done to him is somehow justified you're a nazi lover and you're a cult member supporter choked to death over selling somebody a cigarette. This is where we're at in America, folks. And the fact that people are outraged is an even bigger outrage than the act itself. Now, there is outrage. I mean, there, there are people who are outraged. They're out in the street over this. It's somewhat of a healthy sign, you know? But the fact that the average person in America is an absolutely turning their life upside down because stuff like this in general is going on. I'm not just talking about one of these incidents. I'm talking about the general state of things. The fact that they're not actively engaged in putting this dynamic to arrest. It, it speaks volumes about the total loss of morality in this nation. The total loss of morality. I'm just, I'm just sick to call the people around me countrymen. Anybody that I even live around. Because they're just disgusting, absolute, immoral trash. Your call's on the other side of the break. I, I've been informed we have a cult member on the line. We'll pick this up on the other side. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back. Teach and leave them kids 
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Before we go to the phones, I just want to address this issue of moral culpability when it comes to order followers. People insist it's the politicians that are the problem. It's the order givers that are the problem. Well, there would be no death in the Eric Garner situation, okay, if it was just a politician saying, we don't want you selling those Lucy cigarettes. They told an order follower who went out and was willing to give his energy of his body into doing a violent behavior. Order followers are the ones who actually carry out the orders. Therefore, they have brought the resultant harm into manifestation in physical reality. This is what people cannot seem to understand. That's what it means to be personally responsible for the causation of that harm. Not the one who ordered the harm carried out. The one who actually did the harm. That's what blame is for. Ascribing culpability. That's what the word culpability means. Culpa in Latin means blame. Who is at fault? Who is the one who actually caused this harm to come into manifestation in the physical reality? Well, of course it's the one who took the behavior, not the one who said that the behavior should be done or wrote down that it should be done. The one who did it is the one who is the most culpable, the most responsible. Am I telling people that politicians and order givers have absolutely no moral culpability? No, never, ever, ever, ever once made that statement and never would once make that statement. You'll never hear, you cannot go to any place in any interview or podcast or video that I have ever done where I have said that an order giver bears no moral culpability for their behavior, for their immoral behavior. Because I have never said it and never will make that statement. What I have always focused on is that the order follower bears more, more emphasis added more moral culpability than the order giver because through their actual behavior they're the ones who caused the harm and brought that into physical reality and if people don't understand that i don't understand what's wrong with them there is something wrong with their thinking there is something fundamentally broken in their ability to analyze and logically think if you don't understand that an order follower is more morally responsible for harm that results in the world than the one who spoke the order to them. I think most of the people who listen to this radio show do understand that that truth. So let's go to the phone lines and see what people have to say about this entire dynamic that we're seeing play out in our world. Cult members and their family members and supporters will go to the top of, of the queue. Ron, who is a police officer, I mean a cult member, uh, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome to the show. What do you have for us this evening? Um, I've been a police officer for 10 years, Mark. Have been or still actively are? Still am. How do you enjoy your cult? <clears throat> well found your work um do you like serving satanists you like serving sa- I, the satanic elite of the world who are pedophiles you want to have a conversation or not 
No, I want to ask you if you enjoy serving the satanic elite. Because you don't know who you serve. You think you do, but you don't. See, I definitively know who you serve. It doesn't matter whether you don't, sir. You don't need to even know it in your own mind for it to be true. You think that what you understand about the world is true. You have no idea who you serve. None. None. You can continue. Now, I wanted to make that statement first. I first found your work on natural law. And what I do is try to enforce natural law. Again, what you're trying to do versus what you're actually doing are two different things. If you're still involved in this cult, what I'm trying to explain to somebody... Hold on, meet the caller for a moment so I could explain a point. What I want to explain is that the intention of what someone thinks that they are involved with versus what they are actually involved with are two different things. If you would have asked a Nazi in Germany, what are you actively involved with? They would have told you, well, I'm trying to bring about this result in society. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to uphold the laws of our culture that are made by our politicians. It wouldn't have made the Nazis any less evil. It wouldn't have made them any less evil. What you can't see because you're too close to the, the, the dynamic, Ron, is that that's you. You're still involved in the cult of ultimate evil. Doesn't matter whether you don't understand it. Doesn't matter whether you perceive it differently. It doesn't matter whether your intention is honest, meaningless. All of those things are meaningless. And I'm just, I, it's just, I can't even believe we're still at a point where people don't grasp this in the year 2014 going on 2015. I still can't believe that they can fundamentally confuse intent with actuality of bringing harm into manifestation by what they support and condone. People in your cult are murdering people with impunity on a daily basis in this nation. And whether you understand it or not, you're part of that dynamic. Finish what you want to say. Unmute him. Yeah, how nice of you to unmute me. It's easy when you're behind the microphone. Yeah, that's correct, because it is my radio show, and if I'm going to make a point on the air, I'm going to do it, sir. Finish what you have to say. Let's see in some cuffs and make that same move, buddy. I don't do anything that's against natural law, so anybody that wants to try to put me in that situation will have to come and do it with the proper amount of force, because if I haven't done anything wrong to another human being, no one's taken my freedom. So... You're still in the satanic mindset. I'd love to see people like you come out of it, but you're committed to it for a reason. You can't admit you're wrong. You're not man enough. You're not man enough to admit one fundamental thing. You've been duped. You've been duped. See, that's what makes me infinitely more of a man than most men out there. Because I could look at myself in the mirror and say, I was duped. I figured out that I was duped. And then I had to take a long, hard look at the soul. Go through the long, deep, hard night of the soul. And say to myself, 
How'd I let myself get duped like that? And now what am I going to do about it? But I went through that process. And I came out the other side of that process. And then became a force for truth and goodness in this life. Because people don't want to hear that hard truth of who they're really serving because they want to fundamentally believe that they're doing something good with their intentions when they don't really know who or what they're involved with at a higher level because they don't have enough knowledge. They don't have enough knowledge and they haven't done enough reading and seeking and discovery in their lives to understand what they're really involved in. And that's the fundamental dynamic nature of the problem. We'll pick this up on the other side, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're taking your calls till the end of the show this evening. Let's go to another caller and hear from Zach in Chicago. Zach, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Hi, it's good to talk to you again, Mark. Thank you. I, uh, I heard the little jab the last caller said. He was like, well, oh, you wouldn't be saying that if you were in handcuffs. And... Even though I would have liked to hear what he had to say, you were completely right that he is still stuck because of that little jab. It just goes to show that he's just like intimidation once again. So few people are ever going to come out of a cult mentality because, as I said, they can't admit that they've been duped. I often think about how many people who were involved in Satanism at the level I was involved in it with will probably hardly ever, if ever, come out and expose it and talk about it because they stay in that mindset for life. Most people can't ever break out of that mindset in multiple lifetimes, you know? They, it's too painful for them to admit that they were wrong and duped. This is part of the problem when it comes to the dynamics of people who are supporters of order followers, you know? They don't want to admit that they've been duped into an ideology and supporting something that is ultimately evil and ultimately destructive of human freedom. You know, these people don't even understand. They're not only enslaving other people, they're enslaving themselves and they're enslaving their own family members simultaneously. They don't get it. Even if he thinks he's, you know, trying to uphold natural law, he's still driving around in a vehicle that's been provided by the state, just, you know, intimidating people. Well, let's so. put it this way. How could anybody possibly uphold natural law if they are a believer in authority? and following other people's orders. It doesn't even make any logical sense. That that statement makes abs there's it's totally inconsistent with itself. You know? Yep. And, uh, you can't possibly be upholding natural law if you're following orders and you believe in authority, which is what the state is, period. You know? Agree completely. And I have just a few things I'd like to uh bring up to you. Sure. Talking about natural law. Um in this day and age, you know, there's a lot of things we could focus on and uh, and I love all your work, and I've kind of realized that the three most important things, at least from what I have found, is the understanding of natural law, the real holy trinity, and the trivium. And that's right. Kind of like a ninefold system. 
Um, really, like you have to categorize your thoughts, emotions, and actions into the grammar stage. Right. And you have to logically process all your thoughts, emotions, and actions, and then you have to act with your newly processed thoughts, emotions, and actions. That's right. Yes, and, uh, exactly. I mean that—that's it. That is what the the Trinity within us is all about, and the three fold methodology to discover truth to understand it and then to act upon it exactly a very accurate uh, understanding okay thank you um the next thing um i'm jumping over to symbolism um because i always see the stars on the police cars i'm just like those stars should be pointing downward and going off of that i was watching full metal jacket a while ago and i noticed that at the very end when the soldier that goes crazy kills the mm-hmm. drill sergeant and then himself right there are two downward pointing stars yes. on the wall behind him and then as the credits start rolling you see two broken pillars <laughs> yep. in the background amidst the fog <laughs> this is very deliberate symbolism yeah. thrown in there by stanley kubrick of course who was yep. you know the maker of that film uh his his work is just unparalleled uh, if people watch Kubrick's films, you will see a whole lot of hidden occult symbology. He was obviously involved in some capacity with the dark occult. No one who made the film Eyes Wide Shut could not have had involvement with the dark occult in some capacity to understand that it operates the way it does. Um, very highly accurate rendition. My level of involvement was certainly not anywhere that high level and certainly not in in those types of environments. Uh, it was a lot less, um, you know, elaborate and, uh, you know, in, in extraordinarily rich aspects of society as portrayed in that movie. My level of involvement was much less. So, um, but Kubrick in general portrays it accurately in that film, right. and I, I believe that's because he had direct involvement. Yep, and uh, people just seem to they don't want to even they're too afraid to even think that uh you know these things are put in there deliberately like i saw an episode of smallville and Mm -hmm. two girls were turning the corner of a hospital and then center frame in the background with a planned parenthood poster and i'm like wow and i told my friends that and he's like do you think that's deliberate because stuff in movies is you know some of it's really random right like yeah maybe some of it's random but that was definitely there on purpose throwing in a little nod to the eugenicists in society huh but uh and so i have three more small things one is um trying talking to my friend's fiance actually trying to understand and convey self-ownership which is self-evident to me and a lot of other people she just doesn't get it and i uh i'm still working on the rhetoric stage of working out a logical proof for it but i'm wondering um just throwing it out there if you could um, work on a uh, simple if then therefore logical proof for self ownership because I'm trying to work it out and I can't find one on the internet. So um, it, 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 it doesn't require any kind of e- extensive intellectual debate. Either you own yourself or someone else does. And is there any legitimacy for anyone else owning anyone else? That's it. I mean, it's it's really that simple. If you can't sit down and logically see the truth of that, again, my statement is just simply, there's something fundamentally broken in the individual. They're, they're fundamentally brainwashed to a level of being broken. I don't just mean like broken like to a point where something doesn't work anymore. Broken is also the word we use for the slavery of animals. When you put an animal into deep bondage and slavery such that their actions just immediately react to your commands, that's called breaking the animal. Yep. 
And that's what's been done with somebody like that. If they cannot understand self-ownership from just a simple perspective of looking at the natural world and saying, either I am my personal owner, I own my body, my consciousness directs the actions of my body and therefore I own it, or someone else owns me. And if there is a claim of ownership against me or against anyone, it's illegitimate because that's called slavery and slaveries are always illegitimate. Self-ownership doesn't need to be intellectually debated or analyzed or broken down or you come up with a proof for it. It's inherently true. It's like trying to say, please give me a total and absolute proof of gravity when I could throw a bowling ball on your foot. Yes. And there you have it. You know, her proof will come when they're taking her to a FEMA camp. Yep. That's when the proof of self-ownership will dawn upon her. We started a conversation with GMOs and stuff, and she's for the GMOs because, you know, she believes the mainstream, and I talked about eugenics a little bit, and she's like, you know, people, uh, you know, there's dumb people, and they should be sterile. I'm like, well, what if they think... It's a satanic you- ideology. It's a satanic mindset. <laughs> See, this is what I mean by, you're giving me a great, a gr- us a great example here, Zach, of someone who's trapped in what I call the ideology of, quote, mini-me Satanism. She's not a Satanist. She doesn't wouldn't even understand or be able to articulate the Satanic ideology, but she ascribes to it nonetheless by what she espouses in her life. Okay, this is deep left-brained over-intellectualization, believing in eugenics, believing in the negativity of human nature, etc. These are all Satanic postulates. And this person doesn't know what Satanism is, would not describe herself as a Satanist to any other living being, but nonetheless behaves and takes on the ideology of the Satanic tenets. So this is what I call mini-me Satanism, in quotes, because this is the form of Satanism that the real Satanists and dark Luciferians want to propagate to the everyday man and woman to get them into a mindset where they could be easily ruled. And if, if I can, I have two more little things. Sure. One, just a little example of something I've come to realize and then just throw something out there for you to elaborate on without me needing to say anything else. Yeah, absolutely. One is, um, so I've realized... In my discussions, as well as with those two people, my friend and her and his fiance, and just other people in general, so many people refuse to distinguish between force and violence. They say, "Oh, it's the same thing." And right. well, you know, like I understand that there's a difference, and we eventually do get to a difference, but they don't want to just say, "Okay, there's a difference in the action and the intention and everything." So why don't we just call it different words? And I've heard people use the phrase "initiation of force." And so I kind of took that, and I was like, okay, well, if you refuse to say the initiator of force or, you know, the person using force... I would just add one word to that definition, Zach. I would say the initiation of coercive force, okay? If you are initiating coercive force against someone else who has not caused harm, that's violence. That would be my personal definition for it, but continue. And I agree with that completely, but the way that I just kind of went about it, I was like, okay, so let's just go with that. So we're going to have initiator of force, meaning the person committing an act of violence, and then the reflector of force. And that's, I feel like that's really good, because you don't have to go over the line, you just right. have to reflect the amount of force and maybe a little bit more back. Required to, to defend yourself from the initial act of violence, exactly. Yep. The last thing was, if you can... Zach, I'll hold you over till the next segment, just hold on. Okay. 
Welcome back, everyone. Last segment for this edition of What on Earth is Happening this evening. We're taking your calls. We're talking to Zach in Chicago. Zach, I'll let you finish up your last point before moving on to another caller. All right. Um, when talking to people about responsibility, you know, I'm one of the people who is totally fine with saying ability to respond or able to respond, but many people um, seem to just go, no, responsibility or being responsible just means you have an obligation or you're accountable or culpable. So um, I just want to say thank you for all your work and just if you could delineate or, you know, talk about the differences and the similarities between the ability to respond or an obligation, accountability, or culpability, and that's all I have to say. Yeah, I would say both of those are part of responsibility, of true responsibility. Uh, Yeah, there is the ability to respond to something that's part of uh, a person's individual responsibility, but I would also say it has to do with what are you morally culpable for that you have actually put into manifestation through your behavior in the universe? Uh, What have you done what have you affected? Whose life have you affected? In what way? You know, this is all part of respons- responsibility. You know, if you've done harm to somebody else, you are the causal agent of that harm and you're responsible for what you've done. You know, that's what culpability is all about. There is blame in this world, folks. The people who don't recognize bl- that blame exists and is legitimate... Um, there are these new age, brainwashed, right-brained individuals that think... Oh, nothing is caused. Nobody's to blame. You know, it's just all things that just happen. And oh, you're placing a judgment down on that because you're saying that it was more immoral or evil or that this person's to blame. Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. We need to judge. Judgment is a huge part of life. You know, if you don't have accurate judgment about the objective difference between right and wrong, you're never going to be responsible for your own behavior, for your own actions. And this is what we have. People that don't want to have to judge the difference between behaviors, and therefore they don't want the responsibility that comes with choosing after they've judged the right action or the wrong action. They don't want that responsibility. Nope, they do not. Yep. And there, therein lies, you know, that's ba- my basic understanding and definition of responsibility, which people really have to get a handle on if they're going to understand what's really going on regarding these, uh, this dynamic of order following. Zach, phenomenal points that you've brought up. Great call. Thanks so much for the call this evening. Let's hear from Celt in the United Kingdom. You're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome to the show. Hello, Mark. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go right ahead. Hello? Yes. I'll be very quick. I'll be as quick as I can because I want to allow another caller to get through if possible. Sure. But uh, basically, in keeping with the statement you made in the past about one of the best things that can be done is art, um, I want to basically give one of my songs that is a, a, translates well as a poem, which is about order followers called Armed Thugs. Sure. Don't sell your soul. Don't sell your soul to the devil, don't you know? You'll get a better price if you sell it to the army. So these armed thugs train in the hail and the rain how to bring about death in a variety of ways. And the nation, it says, is proud to display these idiot a-holes dressed in their berets. And so what better commodity can a government have than a myriad of bodies who think that questions are bad 
and that following orders is the meaning of life and are happy to be killed in the name of a lie. So these drones will be told that they're better than us. Now you're in the army, you've risen above. Those foolish civilians still out on the street who decide for themselves what to think, when to sleep, how, what to eat, how to act, what to do and believe. You'll be happier in our conformist machine. So what better commodity can a government have than a myriad of bodies who think the questions are bad and following orders is the meaning of life and are happy to be killed in the name of a lie? So tell me the difference between a gangster and a soldier. It's just a little piece of paper signed by El Presidente or Mr. Prime Minister. That's all that it takes to make this murder okay. And then there's no effing shame in bombing these effing bays from half the world away. And there's nothing to pay because we're so big and mighty that they can't retaliate. And what better commodity can a government have than a myriad of bodies who think their questions are bad and following orders is the meaning of life and happy to be killed in the name of a lie? That's awesome, Salt. I mean, really great creative lyrics there. Brilliant. Thank you. The one last thing I want to say before sure. I go is I really, really loved your righteous indignation tonight. I feel like I am one of the only people I know who gets this angry. <laughs> I'm, I'm that strange person with the strange opinions who keeps kicking off about random stuff. You're not the only one, Salt. Keep it up. Put the great work no. out there for others. Keep but being creative. Uh, that's a great expression yeah. for it, to put it, put it out there uh, you know, in a creative way for other people to absorb. So thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah. One last, the last thing sure. I want to say though is um, one of my. Uh, I know you use uh, Alex Gray's artwork sometimes because it's very, yes. very expressive and very uh, purposeful for what we're talking about. Well, um, I'm a big fan of Tool, and one of the favorite, my favorite lines is from a song called "The Flood," and it just simply is, "I was wrong. This changes everything." There it is. That line became my own personal mantra for a good while because, you know, that's the most powerful. You know how you said no is the most powerful word. That's right. But I was wrong is the most powerful phrase. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I'm going to go and let another caller come through. So thank you for taking my call and take care. So thanks so much. Uh, Beautiful lyrics there, too. Thanks for sharing that. Let's hear from Rahul in Washington. You're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Hello, Mark. Um, thank you for taking my call. Sure. I, um, I've been listening to your podcast for a little bit over a month, and um, I'm about halfway through it, and it's just uh, just an amazing, amazing work that you've done, and it really has helped me a lot, and um, I really do appreciate it. Uh, I want to bring up two points. Um, one of them is about the, uh, the, the movie The Dark Knight, and it kind of relates back to... Uh, to uh, what you're talking about tonight about order followers. So mm-hmm. the Joker, he represents the tarot card of the fool. So he yes. represents the self, <laughs> and he represents the force of natural law. Yep. And so who does he kill? He kills in that in that movie. He kills bankers, and he goes to the bank, and uh, the the banker tells him this is a mob bank. But the rea- the reality of the situation is that every bank is a mob bank. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's the agent of chaos. He's the force that needs to come in and clean everything and cleanse everything, take take it all out, burn it all, you know? And, uh, yeah, you know, and they put the words of truth in the villain's mouth, paint him as the, the, the ultimate villain, but then put the most profound philosophical truths in his mouth. That's a big technique in Hollywood these yeah, days. Yes, definitely. Um, And so, like, the people that he kills, too, he kills gangsters, and he makes them kill each other. Um, right. He burns this giant pile of this giant mountain of right. fake fiat money, um, <laughs> and uh, at the end of the movie, he sets up these two boats with civilian prisoners 
and with uh, with with civil, well, one boat with uh, civilians and one boat with prisoners, and he gives them the choice to kill each other. And that's basically what the natural law conditions are. It's like the law of the jungle. And in the end, uh, natural order emerges, and they both decide not to kill each other. Right. And that situation would not have arisen if it wasn't for the Joker that's being right. that force of natural law. That's right. He's the prankster, the clown, the shaman. You know, and it, it's amazing how they depicted it in, in that light by using, you know, the character of the jo- Joker in Batman, you know, the villain in that series. Like I said, bringing in this actual positive dynamic and the, the voice of truth, but painting that, you know, putting that in the mouth of, of the villain. Again, it's kind of like a uh, technique to kind of almost confuse the situation in Hollywood. Uh, and the, the, the so called good guy is the guy who violates everybody's rights in that film and basically, you know, spies on the entire city simultaneously yeah definitely yeah uh, Batman um, represents the cops right. in that movie that's right and so everyone um, thinks he's the hero and he's necessary to keep Joker at bay and Joker represents uh, everyone's basically their aggression towards this immoral system that's right Yep, the press for chaos, the press to take this system down and dismember it and just completely disassemble it and replace it with nothing. Replace it with the simultaneous organic order that will come from anarchy. That's what it needs to be replaced with. Uh, uh, Mark, I'm just going to make one more really quick point, and hopefully you can get another caller on the line. Um, sure. uh, basically, um, for the last uh, couple weeks, I've been, um, I've, I took the uh, short... Uh, URL, the shortened URL to your natural law seminar, and I uh, printed it on a bunch of slips of paper. Okay. And um, when I'm at school, like at, at college, when I'm walking to and from class, I'll be handing people the slip of paper with the natural law URL on it. There you and, go. Um, I don't, I don't say anything to them. I just hand it to them. Right. Uh, and and if people ask me what what uh, what I'm giving it to them, I just say you'll see. Right. Uh, and what I've noticed is that. The people who don't take it, um, they have a look of fear on their face. Already. On their whole body, on their whole, like, their whole body language, their whole aura is just giving out this, like, this fear energy. And um, those people are definitely not ready for it. It's like... Rahul, that's a very creative way to go about slipping the truth out there to people, literally, pun intended. Thanks so much. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this edition of What on Earth is Happening. Remember, there's only two mistakes you can make on the path to truth, ladies and gentlemen. Not starting and not going all the way. Thanks for listening. We'll see you right here next week. Good night, everyone.